I'm Elizabeth Campbell Duke. This week on Brand Camp, yeah, but what's really stopping you from career success? I'm a career changer. In my mid-thirties, I left my job in biotech to retool as a high school science teacher. When you make a significant change to your life, you expect to encounter challenges. The most interesting, though, came not from institutions like the bank or the university, but in the form of people's sometimes negative and hostile responses. And I upset not the people who were closest to me, but work colleagues and acquaintances. My decision struck a nerve that made a number of people defensive. I figured that once I'd explained my decision to my parents, and explained that how even the bank was happy to float me a line of credit, that that would be that, you know? After all, I reasoned, my parents would be the people most likely to object to a career change. My parents, I discovered, were the easy sell. I had the financial angle sorted out, and most of my dad's family were teachers, so my parents' questions were easily answered. While my parents lived their lives well within the 1970s and 80s rules of working for one employer for the majority of a career, they had instilled a few rebel thoughts into the heads of my brother and me. My father repeatedly turned down promotions into management because he was a stereotypical Dilbert-style engineer who was, and still is, self-aware enough to know that managing other people is not in anyone's best interests, especially his own. My brother and I learned that there are always alternatives to doing things differently than in the ways other people take for granted. My father was also the first person who began to tell us that times were changing and that people would increasingly have more than one career during their work lives. My parents taught me to look critically at cultural norms. I didn't realize how different that made me until I decided to change careers. Once I started telling people about my plans to go back to school, I started to encounter hostility. Most defensiveness came from people who had a significant amount of job dissatisfaction and a fairly firm grip on a success-limiting belief that they had no control over their own life and decisions. What I saw as one of the smallest decisions in the whole matter turned out to cause the most upset to a significant number of those I was inadvertently shaking up. As part of the austerity measures program that would help see me through school, I had decided to park my car for two years. My 10-year-old Mazda 323 was paid for and still in excellent running order. The Mazda 323 is one of those great little hatchbacks that really holds its book value. Thanks here again to Mum and Dad for helping me decide on that car and for teaching me that we don't need a new car every two years. Selling one of these cars is easy. Replacing it would be hard. I was also counting on a good year or so of substitute work before finding more steady teaching work, so I'd need a car as soon as possible when I was done school. Therefore, the car was serviced and stored. Apparently, deciding to forego a car for any length of time is threatening to a number of people. Even more threatening than leaving a perfectly good job to go back to school. I wasn't going around telling people that cars were evil. I had simply stated that I would be taking mine off the road as a cost-saving measure for a few years. Rather than saying what they were really feeling, perhaps wishing that they could take some time away from work and take some classes, objections came out in the form of, yeah, but I wouldn't be able to take my car off the road. This is a closely related phrase to can't, the subject of last week's post. How much better it would have been, not only if my former colleagues could have communicated their feelings in a more effective way, but more importantly, if I'd had the experience then to recognize that they weren't really upset about my car. The reality is that you always have options, even when you have financial and family responsibilities. 
Exploring your options requires the courage to let go of your yeah, but thinking, so you can start to conceive of the options available. I had made the decision to move along and change careers, but that's not the solution for everyone who is experiencing job satisfaction. The yeah, but fear-based response stops a lot of people from discovering that the solution to their difficulties might be considerably easier than they'd like to think. If you'd like a long list of excuses why people are unable to give up their cars, please let me know. If you're in the process of determining whether you should become a career changer, I can help with that too. If you're not lucky enough to live in the beautiful Comox Valley on Vancouver Island of Canada's west coast, we can always Skype. For more information about personal branding and to arrange personal consultations to get your job hunt, career change, or personal marketing program onto the right track, see my website at campbellduke.com. Thanks for listening.